0: everybody thinks this business is so profitable and so you know private equity was running like crazy to get into it but to do good work and have high quality and make sure that you have good staff retention and to give your staff the bonuses that they need so they don't get burned out it all costs money. Yep. And in the end, you're not going to make that much profit. Nope. And so you really want to think that through. You know, don't just run and open your business because you want to be a business owner, because it's incredibly hard and it's only going to get harder.
1: Hi, my name is Steven Smith, and this is the Three Pi Squared ABA Business Leaders Podcast. On this podcast, we discuss the business of ABA and how to create an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. For more information on our ABA Business Leaders membership or any of the other services and products we provide, you can check us out at www3 Hey everyone, before we get into this panel, I just want to mention a few things. You know, burnout is a huge issue right now, and it's not just an ABA thing. This is a worldwide issue, right? It's affecting probably the vast majority of companies out there right now, and then obviously employees and staff. Uh, you know, that are working for those companies. And actually part of what we help with is providing our customers a meditation practice. We go through You know how how to find values and then we go through our meditation practice step by step, and this is great for both employees and owners, whether you go with us or you go with someone else to start a meditation practice, which I highly recommend uh, that's been very helpful for me. Uh, But before you start any kind of practice, we do recommend speaking with a doctor sometimes practices can actually cause more anxiety and stress when you start. Typically, it's not right at the start, but, you know, maybe if you're consistently doing it for three or four weeks, then you may start to see this anxiety creep up. And that can be weird for a lot of people because, you know, meditation is supposed to decrease that. Um, So, you know, I highly recommend talking to a doctor before you start this. And then if you do notice those signs, you can talk to This person. So when we discussed burnout with this panel, which was an awesome conversation, a very thoughtful panel, and they're kind of going through the same issues. And it was really the same theme in my perspective, which was it can be super lonely running a business and even when you're talking with your friends or your significant other or your spouse right they they might not really understand what you're going through if they've never done this before right they're just not in it with you if they're not in it with you um so it can definitely be lonely and this is really one of the major reasons why we created the aba business leaders membership so you know not only do we have these live events where you can come on and ask questions or even just vent about the process. Uh, but you get to see that a lot of the concerns that you have were the same concerns I had, right? A lot of this, the questions and issues that you have are going to be a lot of the same questions and issues that we had or other providers have. And so, Uh, knowing that, wow, this is not unusual, like this is a genuine uh, question that I should have, uh, can make it a little bit easier. You know, if you would like to, please use our Facebook group, our closed Facebook group, and start your own panel, right? A group of ABA practice owners together and just, you know, have a reoccurring meeting where you talk about, you know, whatever it is that you need to talk about. If you can get help, please ask for it. This may mean asking a spouse or a significant other to help, you know, with some of the business stuff. But if they can't do that, you know, maybe it's like, dude, I need you to take uh, the meals and the dishes, right, and the laundry, so that I can focus on this, right? Or it may be hiring an admin person or five, as you'll hear in the panel. Anything that can take some of this off of you, especially as you start growing, right? You were going to see that you're not going to be able to handle all of this and and you're going to start dropping balls, right? And this can make it even worse. This also help may also mean a mental health provider, right? This is something, you know, that even an introvert like myself, I have a therapist and with therapy and meditation these last few years, it's been extremely helpful, right? And like we said, uh, this job is going to be lonely. And if you're burnt out, that makes it worse, right? This can lead to depression, a lot of negative self-talk, and trust me, I know all about depression and negative self-talk, right? This is something that I've struggled with for years. So I urge you to take some time for yourself, setting limits, finding joy wherever you can, Uh, I know many of you started your practice because you were in a situation working for another company that may not have been a good situation, right? Maybe unethical or could have been a toxic work environment, whatever it may have been. These are the reasons why you started your own company. So it's really important to remember that as you're going through this process. Now, that does not mean every day is gonna be fun. Doesn't mean every day is gonna be easy. But if we can find that joy um, in why we're doing this and gratitude for what we have done, that can make this a whole lot easier. I say this often, but you know, you all have such a positive impact on so many people. We're talking about your clients their families and then obviously your staff. And this is huge, right? And and a lot of times I hear, you know. when when I'm suggesting this, that this is a big deal, just those three things, uh, you know, it's blown over. Yeah, 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 but, right? But we don't wanna butt this, right? We wanna make sure that we take some time and sit with just this. So when we do have these difficult times and we're losing sleep or we're stressed out, we can remember, right? We can remember this, that, wow, this is a big deal what we're doing here. And of course, You know, something that with such an impact is not going to be easy all the time, right? But we can find the joy and the gratitude in that because that is, you know, it is a big deal. And as always, if you would like more info on our products and services, um, the meditation program, uh, you know, please visit our website, www.3piesquared.com, or you can email us at info at Thank you for listening to this. I hope that you enjoy this panel on burnout. Uh, I think it was very helpful, very validating right? That it's not just me that's experiencing this. And I hope that you can take something from this. And if you need anything, again, please reach out to us. We're here to help. Thank you. If we can all just do like a really brief 30 seconds to a minute, just intro of where you're at and how burnt out you are. <laughs> and uh according to uh, your research Kim a lot of us are are there already right like 75% apparently of us should be burned out right now so
0: Hi, I'm Missy Olive and I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Cultivate Behavioral Health and Education. I like to say I'm on Missy 6.0 with Missy 1.0 being a special education teacher and then on to being a special education professor and then on to being uh, a clinician at CARD Uh, and then I became a business owner. I opened Applied Behavioral Strategies in 2010 and at the very end of 2020 after a very long due diligence (laughs) and COVID and PPP loan and all that other horrific uh, stuff, I finally closed on my business and was acquired by Cultivate. So the 6.0 is me being a chief over um, a much bigger company and uh, learning all about the de novo process and uh, mergers and acquisitions and also getting clinical compliance across a lot of clinics. If that doesn't make you feel burned out, I don't know what would, (laughs) Um, but uh, before we became official, we were all chatting casually. And and I revealed that for me, selling my business was the best thing I ever did. I could not be happier. Part of that is because I get to work with the wonderful Stephen Wood on a regular basis. And if y'all have ever paid any attention on Facebook, he's quite active. And so I'm surrounded by great clinicians, which makes my job really easy. So for me, it was a great move.
2: I think I may have been next. I'm Mallory Stinger. I just run a small practice. And so I would like to say that I haven't reached burnout yet, but I think that I'm not quite there. But I think COVID really played a huge role um, in that. And it still is. I felt like we kind of climbed this mountain and I was super proud of my entire team and what we were able to accomplish during that time. I mean, still growing and bringing clients on. And now we're kind of on this downward slope. I feel like, a little bit because now we're dealing with a whole new ball game where, you know, the kids are going back to school, but then we have some, families who have decided now they're pulling their kids out and they're going to do homeschool. Um, And so now that's changed everything because the inconsistency with the school district. Right. So, like, I feel like we climbed this huge mountain and I felt like we were kind of just about ready to go over the edge and maybe just like plateau. And I feel like we're kind of down on a downward slope. So I still feel the effects of burnout from the COVID just in general. And then um, specifically for my burnout, it's mostly just like the day-to-day grind as far as like call outs and, you know, making sure that everybody stays healthy, even more so now because of COVID um, scheduling and, and that kind of that kind of thing. Um, and if I was larger, I could delegate more, but we're not there yet, so.
3: My name is Jennifer Helton. I'm the owner of Unique Pathways where I live in Dallas, but my center is in Grapevine, Texas. We work both center and in-home ABA. We also have been doing quite a few contracts lately with private schools, doing shadowing and transition plans and teaching teachers how to identify the functions of behavior and then how to set kids up for success so that they're not having to be removed or that where they don't need our services. Um, so that's been kind of exciting. I did that a lot when before I was an owner myself, just shadowing a lot. So it's been fun to start going into the education side of it. I was a director for a private school here in Grapevine for five years, which I resigned a year ago at because I just couldn't, it was just Hot mess, and I would just need to be out and focus solely on the company. So, I think burnout wise for me right now, this week has been one of those weeks where I'm like, just every time my alarm goes off, I just put my head under the covers and make it go away because do not want to get up and face the day. <laughs> yes. I've had like three or four texts before I even get out of bed in the morning of some kind of fire to put out, and I feel like just everybody in general is kind of on edge. In general so i've dealt with a lot of i don't want to say they're unhappy parents but because they're not unhappy about services there's just things going on in everybody's life And i just feel like everybody's fuse is a little bit shorter than it has been i think covid's part of it i think the holidays are coming up which are always stressful for everybody in terms of like just the trajectory of the, my company and everything i feel happy about it but i'm just tired I think, I guess, is the word. And I think, like, you know, we talk a lot about giving our staff, you know, great job stuff, you know, just, you know, kind of once in a while. I think as an owner, it'd be nice to hear thank you from your team, from everything we do for them, which I think we it's all know. never going to happen,
0: ever. I know. <laughs> I know,
3: but it's amazing how, how far that would go. You know, just, just that acknowledgement. I've,
0: I've gotten way more compliments and feedback from the team when I came over to be the chief clinical officer, which is interesting because that, that to me sounds a little bit more stuffy than, you know, little old me being the business owner. I got nothing when I was the owner. Yeah,
3: you don't. And, you know, you kind of get worn down because it's like, if you really, truly understood how much I fought for you, everything I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, it's a very thankless job. And I mean, I signed up for it, so I can't complain, but every once in a while, I need my pity party and tonight, so <laughs> I'm on my pity party tonight. So <laughs> sorry, but, but other than that, I mean, I think it goes in cycles. I mean, I can feel burned out when things are going great. I think all, you know, most of us from our conversations, we're all very giving people. And so we tend to not put ourselves first. And so I think the depletion happens a lot quicker than we want to admit it does. And I feel like that's probably where I'm at sometimes. I just feel depleted.
4: That was awesome. My name is Derek Tony and I run a small behavioral center up here outside Tacoma, Washington uh, near the, the big military base. We're called The Dozen. We are very small. I have six employees and uh, yeah, I run a dozen clients. In terms of burnout, I really don't know. These are deep questions. These are deep philosophical things. You, know, you guys have thrown out a lot of good things for me to chew on as i think about my own answer definitely my staff you know they are definitely feeling something lately if it's not apathy then it is exhaustion but exhaustion that is disproportionate to the work being performed, if that makes sense, where I feel like very small things, things that for them may have been really really easy now are much more effortful. They need more help than they usually have. They, you know, deadlines need to be extended quite a bit. I can feel that from them and and it feels crappy as a business owner because I I don't want anybody to be unhappy. And I think I've just gotten really used to kind of doing what, what Jennifer said, but I just shut it off. Like, I, I don't attend to how I feel at all. And I don't know if I've ever done that really well. You know, I don't think that's a good thing um, because I'm sure one day I, it's just going to hit me. But for me, it, it's a feeling to, you know, make people happy like the rest of you. It's a puzzle. You know, how do I make these therapists or, or kids or families, whoever, right now, particularly happy? And I, I kind of enjoy the challenge. I don't know if I should be, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm still working at like Mallory was saying, like it's, it's doable. Um, I've shut off my own, like, how do I feel? How is Derek doing? And I come into challenges every day, like Jennifer was saying with waking up with texts already. And so I do get little bits of fulfillment when I can solve those problems. Yesterday we just got dumped on and I just told one of the head BCBA's, I was like, hey, just find out what people want for lunch and go get that, whatever that is. And to me, that seems like a super silly gesture, you know, honestly, but it like changed everything for them. And it was like burgers and fries or fish and, you know, something simple. I get these little wins here and there where I, I try something and it actually works out. And that's been helping keeping me going. I would say that I'm okay, I'm doing all right, but I'm in the same boat as everyone else. I'm just trying not to attend to it, I guess.
5: Um, I'm Robin Stone and um, I've been in business uh, since 05, 2005. We're in, located in Atlanta, Georgia. So we have a center-based location in Roswell, just one location. Um, and then we do um, in-home and in the community type ther- therapy services um, all around Atlanta, probably within like a 50-mile radius all the way around. Um, but we have had periods of burnout in different levels of staff for different reasons. I've managed to hire people that have been able to help with part of my job. So I've essentially got five people that do what I used to do by myself. So I can breathe a little bit more, but I think overall, I think just, you know, sometimes scheduling can be hard. I know our scheduler gets stressed out sometimes with, you know, things like call outs or trying to figure out logistics. Um, and then the RBTs get tired as well with like just the day-to-day stuff. And then we have traffic was pretty nice for a little while when we were doing in-home services with COVID when everybody was working from home, but now the traffic's picked back up. So we've got a little bit of displeasure because you might've worked with a client before and it was like 15 minutes away. And now it's like 40 minutes or th- you know 30 minutes, something like that. So we're just trying to figure out logistics and trying to keep people closer to their geographic region. So they're not driving as far and trying to help keep them sane and trying to do our best with block scheduling to kind of help their day-to-day schedules,
0: make it a little bit more
5: reasonable, um, overall.
0: And Robin, listening to you talk about the people that you hired and I hope that y'all picked up on how awesome, you know, the team that I get to work with every day is. It made me think of a quote that, that Tim Bomer um, had at Faba just not too long ago. It was the end of September. That gives you the time frame. Listen to what he said if you want to succeed and enjoy your life surround yourself with good people and i was like oh my god that's the magic dose right because when you have really good people around you then you're not doing all that work right you've got the other people that are helping you and then hopefully reinforcing you because again you're not your team's not going to reinforce you but if you have um, co-workers that you can elevate to your level so y'all are a team together they will reinforce you so When I go back to saying, you know, no one reinforced me, my managers that I promoted to help me do the job that I couldn't do by myself anymore, they gave me all kinds of good feedback. And so surround yourself with good people.
6: I'm April Smith, and I guess I'm still an owner. I have owned an ABA practice for over 10 years now, going on 11, and um, I'm in the process of selling. It's, um, it's been quite an adventure, you know, I really, we enjoyed growing the company and we had eight BCA, something like that. Anyway, we, we were quite, you know, we were pretty big at one point and then, um, and Stephen grew a little too big for me <laughs> and I was like, all right, stop, let's pull it back. Yeah. And, and then I, I brought it back down to a smaller manageable level. But then when COVID hit, it, it was just really like, I felt like I was really starting to Learn a lot of like new self-management skills um, and being able to be more mindful and set boundaries. And and I I was at the point where I had a team of people working with me. I could delegate to. And once I learned that skill of delegation, I was like, this is amazing. But then, you know, things started to dwindle and, you know, COVID hit and I had to make lots of changes. And I found myself back to a spot that I was in prior and I didn't like it. Hi, so there's everyone. eight
1: of us here and half of us are no longer ava <laughs> business owners i just like to point that out so I mean for anyone watching this because we get a lot of people that want to start a company right like that's kind of what we do is not easy please hear what we're saying this is a very stressful job and if you're just wanting to be a BCBA and you, you look at the rates and you're like oh I can do that and I'll get more money don't it's not worth it so if you want to be a BCBA and help children then be that and, and don't be a business owner because that's. You know,
0: that's you could not be more right. And Stephen Wood and I talk about this all the time, and that is everybody thinks this business is so profitable. And so, you know, private equity was running like crazy to get into it, but to do good work and have high quality and make sure that you have good staff retention and to give your staff the bonuses that they need so they don't get burned out. It all costs money. Yep. And in the end, you're not going to make that much profit. Nope. And so you really want to think that through. You know, don't just run and open your business because you want to be a business owner because it's incredibly hard. And it's only going to get harder. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a business loan. I funded it all myself. I had to cash out my retirement when an insurance company didn't pay for an extended period of time. And I just didn't understand how to really get connected with the Small Business uh, Association, SBA. Uh, That's the first thing I say is get yourself connected with the SBA. And I love um, Ami Kassar. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Um, he is an SBA expert, and he blogs and he writes about how to get your loans. And you know, I really learned a lot from him during COVID when he was talking about the PPP loans and the EIDL loans. and And so, get funding because you do not want to be financially strapped. And that you know, I did an LLC you know, you need to talk to an accountant and have an accountant lined up so that you know if, you, if being an LLC is the right thing for you or do you need to be in S core, right? And then the third and fourth things I would do is get yourself a business attorney. And I know it costs money, but if you have a loan, then you're going to be able to pay that business attorney because you're going to stay out of trouble if you've got that business advice. And then get yourself insurance because you're going to get sued you are going to get sued. Get yourself some insurance because they think you have insurance. That's why they're suing you. They're not suing you because you did anything wrong. They're suing you because some evil attorney told them that they're gonna be able to get a payment from your insurance company. And so you're either gonna pay a pocket or the insurance company's gonna pay them. Um, Obviously you can just spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on an attorney. I told my attorney, I said, I would rather pay you $250,000 than to give her a penny because she's a liar <laughs> right
1: I, do, I think we've said the same thing on recruitment audits right i would okay, like yes. i i would rather pay you three thousand dollars and give them the fifty dollars they say that we yep. owe that we don't yes. like no i'm not doing that right and yeah yeah it's i'm uh, gonna toot your shoulders. horn
3: steve and i'm gonna give you guys the kudos um one and piggyback on what missy said i would also add an hr consultant yeah, yeah. And an HR consultant who, so I'm very fortunate that the HR consultant I work with works with my attorney, mm-hmm. my business attorney, and they are both wonderful because they work together and they're able to, they have helped me through so much stuff in the last year with COVID and just, you know, just the dealings of it. And then also when I started my company, I had actually reached out to Stephen. Um, I had purchased uh, the CPM and a couple other manuals and that, Time and money and energy that that put that was already put in there for me that I didn't have to design, and a, and a handbook, the employee handbook, get all of that type of all of that all all of it all of it. All right. of it. Yep. Yes, you just, know, you yeah. You yeah. Jennifer, me, yes.
0: made me realize. Well, I turned be a member of cast You will learn so hmm. much yeah. by being a member of cast and get your BECO accreditation so you got all your ducks in a row because yep. they we have our
3: BECO and all of that. Yep. yep.
0: Yep. Yep. 100%. And I apologize that I left those important pieces off.
3: But yeah, Stephen, you're three. So I'm hoping that you're not going to close 3Pi Square down.
1: No, we're okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay.
3: Thank God. Because like all of the manuals that we have, I mean, I was, I even emailed Stephen. We went through our UHC audits become a network. We passed it with 97%. Yeah. and it was all we used everything we you know i all of his manuals that we had purchased that we made you know took and made it you know applicable to us and the state laws here in texas and but i would say hr consultant everything missy said and all of your policies and procedures all get them all set up first because the last thing you want to do is try to be paying catch-up all the time
5: yeah we struggle with that with our manuals like we put together our manuals and then we have to keep adding stuff and adding stuff when someone would be a reason for another policy, you know, so, like occasionally we'd have that kind of stuff come up or like, I wouldn't think of something would be something I would need to tell someone that's an adult, but you know, sometimes you do.
3: Um, <laughs> and spend the money up front on the HR consultant. Cause our yeah. HR consultant went through all of our manuals to make sure that they were all state mm-hmm. state specific to us. And it was a lot of money, but now yeah. I'm like, it has helped me because I know I'm covered. I'm, I'm safe, mm-hmm. you know, as safe as I can be.
5: Yeah. we got like a healthcare attorney too, mm-hmm. like in the beginning, all sorts of consultants. And then we had, and, and get like an admin assistant too, even if it's something, someone that just works 10 hours a week for you from home with their kids around that can help you answer phones or help you answer parent emails and stuff. That's like kind of monotonous. That's not hard to do just as it starts up. And then as it expands as you need to, but like, I think that actually helps. So you're not always the go-to person for everything in the beginning when any sort of crazy stuff comes up, we always rely on the HR and lawyer whenever any sort of quirky stuff comes up with a staff member or with a client or something, we always consult with them. Like, even if I think I might know what to do, I'd rather have a professional tell me that I'm right or I'm wrong, or I'm only slightly right. And I should, you know, (laughs) tweak my opinion a little bit to like make it be the right decision to be covered. I think having a team up front and like having, you know, six months worth of funding for your staff salaries and business costs, whether that's with a loan or your personal stuff saving up, um, I think you need at least that much because you will absolutely have people that don't pay you. You will absolutely have insurance companies that won't pay every year around the holidays. People forget to pay their bills for months because they spend too much on Christmas, et cetera. So, I mean, it's stuff like that, but you've got to be able to have money to pay the staff. You know, you've got to have your ducks in a row and it's a, a big job to start a business in general.
2: I agree with the lawyer um, and the HR um i'm still trying to find a good hr person or company that i actually feel like 100 percent like i can trust and invest but um even a lawyer like even if there is a newbie and they're trying to start a company like even if you just reached out and did legal shield is better than nothing right um even something like that is better than nothing so um i agree that the hr i wish i would have had from day one because i think there's a lot of questions right that uh, you're going to end up wasting a lot of time on researching. And then you still don't know if you're right or not. Right. Where you can just go to the source and then they can tell you, like you said, Robin, whether you're right or wrong. <laughs> so. yeah.
5: And then payroll and billing too. I think that's helpful because that's a miserable job in general and it's hard. Like I'm not a numbers person. Like I could, I could go months without getting stuff like that done because it's just not my area of strength. And I found that out very, very quickly my husband, when we got married, he found that out very quickly. He's like, I think we am going to take this over for you for a little while. And then until we find somebody. So, I mean, it's, it's not my area of strength. So for me, I really need help with that area pretty quickly. I'm not a numbers person, so I'm not a spreadsheets person either. Like I, I can look at graphs and stuff, but spreadsheets and, you know, all this, it's just not my area of strength. So I, I know that about myself. So I know for me personally, I, I needed help with the number stuff and coordinating with the insurance companies. Uh, it's, I still talk to insurance companies plenty, but I think having someone else that can is willing to help out with that as well, with like a billing company or payroll assistance too, is helpful too.
4: I think the only thing that I could add to that list, and unfortunately, it's going to be kind of cheesy, so uh, just forgive the cheesiness uh, in advance. Is for a new business owner if they're, they're looking into this, uh, the best thing that i tell myself uh, or try to remind myself always is to to be a, a behaviorist all the time and i know that sounds really cheesy like i'm trying to sell a copy of the white book or something i'm do not that- cheesy that.
0: not cheesy
4: you are right be a behaviorist because here's what that does if one of my staff is clunky that day or they're doing stuff wrong they're right that's what a behaviorist tells me meaning they are responding to what has been arranged. They are responding to what is in front of them. They are right. And so I, it's really hard to get mad when you know that they're responding to you. And so to keep, I, I know it's cheesy, but to keep that in the front of my mind at all times, it has made, I think my life a lot easier because I'm not having a lot of emotional conversations with people because they're right. If they don't show up to work and they just clog and there's whatever, well, all right. They're right, you know, I have done something for them or I have failed to do something for them that would change that, those conditions that would make them behave differently. So it, that being in the front of my mind, as much as I can have it be, has has kept my like temper down. I'm not snapping on people, you know, I'm not blaming them for things that I never told them to do. You know, I'm always reminding my staff where they'll be like, well, did you see They didn't even do this. And I said, well, why would they? And there was a, because they're supposed to, and I'm like, but why, but why would they? And then they don't have an answer. Because no one even told them to do that, you know? So we just get mad with our stress. Um, we start blaming everything else, except for the one person who might be able to change it, which is us. And we really do control our environment of our workplace and our company. And so to, to, keep, to be a behaviorist on and off the clock is, is the best advice I could think uh, to give a new business owner.
1: Thank you all very much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www3 pysquarecom our membership also includes 33 CEUs, live events where you can come on and you know ask general questions about the business of ABA, and our closed Facebook group. Again, this is Stephen Smith with 3Pi Squared. If you would like to learn more about 3Pi Squared and the services that we offer, you can check us out at our website, www3 ww.threpysquared.com. You'll also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks.